Oh, God. Hey, guys. Been a while. Boy, this is fucking weird. Me and Mike are recording in the same house, but not in the same room. Which is a little fucked yeah. up, I think. I kind of wanted to record in the same room as you, but you said I, not to. No, because what would happen is we, I would be clapping mm-hmm. for, for doing the clap. Mm-hmm. And you would hear me in the room with you say, three, two, one, clap. Mm-hmm. But because it also has to travel through the device up into outer space where the internet is <laughs> and back down to Earth where the internet is down here to your device, there's a delay. Oh. So there's actually a latency delay right now, even though we're in the same house. That's fucked up. That's really fucked up. Also, this chair leans back really far, and that was really scary. Oh. That does lean back quite a ways. I hate that shit. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I will be right up on the mic, just for you, Micah. I appreciate that. See, I'm trying to figure out whether I should give people backstory, or if we should just, you know, plunge in, do a daily question, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Give them a backstory as to why we're recording in the same house? Yeah. Which... All the backstory that the, the the good listener really needs to know is, your house is underwater. My house under the sea with uh, with 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 what's that mermaid's name? Oh Muriel? my god! You couldn't even uh, make Ariel. the fucking reference. You couldn't even get the fucking reference right. Yes, Ariel. Oh my god! <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah, the yeah the little mermaid's name is Ariel. You got it. <laughs> um. Yeah. Lis- Muriel. Who am I thinking of? Muriel. Muriel, did did you okay? Did you ever see the cartoon Courage the Cowardly Dog? No. Uh, what I have seen scares the fuck out of me, though. <laughs> it's a good show. Alarmingly spooky for a kids show, in my humble opinion. But you know, I don't think I would have liked it as a child. But I'm I'm familiar with the premise. Actually, that's I a fucking, lie. I'm I fucking with loved the... it as a, as a, as a child. What channel was it on? Cartoon Network. Oh, before before the ban. <laughs> before the ban. Pre-ban. When the fuck did that happen? I just assumed that all of us were only allowed to watch PBS Kids. When did the fucking ban happen? Uh, after 9-11. Are you joking? I mean, it was definitely after 9-11. <laughs> Framing it that way very much makes it seem like 9-11 was the cause, but I digress. Mom saw how bad Cartoon Network fucked you up and was like, I'm not gonna risk that again. <laughs> Just eliminated Maybe. it from the household. <laughs> yeah, so listen, listen, oh listen, ye of many tales to my tale of woes. I shall add a tale to your pile. Um, okay, Hold long on. story short. Hold on. Okay. I didn't finish talking about Courage the Cowardly Dog. Oh yeah, proceed. I'm so sorry. I got distracted. <laughs> I didn't know so, you were going somewhere with it. I was, actually. Do you know why it's so creepy? No. Why? Because it's all through the point of view of Courage, the cowardly dog. Oh, so it's everything feels scarier to him because he's, you know, a cowardly dog. And so it's being presented as scary to us, the viewer. Yes. Oh, I love that, actually. That's very cool. So when you watch the show, just think in terms of like, oh, this is how Courage sees whatever this is. It's an unreliable narrator. Exactly. That's cool. I, okay, I can appreciate that. I can appreciate some, some creative direction. I like that. Yeah, so go watch Courage the Cowardly Dog. Did that just connect because you couldn't remember the name of the Little Mermaid, and instead of Ariel, you said Muriel, and then you remembered that you knew a fun fact about Courage the Cowardly Dog? Well, one of the characters' names, the old lady, her name is Muriel. That's his, what, mom? Uh, sure. She's like, a, she's like a granny, his owner, okay. ostensibly. There's this one, like, 
kind of ARG. It's like a fake Courage the Cowardly Dog game. Have you seen it? I have not. It's modeled after, I want to say old, like, PS2 games, and it's creepy as fuck. It's really fun. It does kind of play into the tropes of, like, distorted face equals scary, but it is very cool in that it does look extremely realistic. Um, as far as, especially, like, in the beginning before it gets all, like, ooh, spooky, like, Sonic.exe, like, it gets, it's, it feels like what an actual, like, Courage the Cowardly Dog, I guess, PlayStation game would have felt like, which I am a huge fan of. If there's one thing I love, it's fake video games. It's always cool. Petscop, love it. Right up there with it. Indeed. I'm getting so, the vibe that you don't know what Petscop is, and I don't even know how to explain that to you, so I'm going to send you a video about that later. <laughs> I don't even know how to explain Petscop to you right now. <laughs> okay, because yeah, I, I have no idea what that is. <sighs> ah! It's, it's a fake video game. YouTube series of a guy playing through it. It's fucking haunted. Because of course it is, right? It's fucking haunted. Long story short, haunted. Lore. There's a lot of lore in it. I'll send you a video on it. If if the dear listener is not familiar with Petscop, go listen. Or listen. Go go watch it, I guess. Matt Pat did a fuck ton of game theory videos about it, and it is stellar. He does a really, really good breakdown. Highly recommend. Really hard for me to yes and that. Sorry. I'm, I'm not exactly a professional, uh, what you call it? Yeah. I was going to say impressionist. That's not the, one, the word I was thinking of. Impressionist. Not impressionist. Uh, I'm a terrible impressionist. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I have the problem that, that Sean Connery has. Im- improvisation. Improvisation. Impro- improviser. I'm not, improvis- I'm not a very good improvisationalist. It's probably just improviser. No, I'm going to go with improvisationalist. This is good podcast, actually. Also, I still can't hit my pen. It's just, like, really clogged up. You know when you have to, like, br- like suck it, like, really, really hard at the beginning, and then it lets loose? Uh, this is um, disposable Delta 10 pen, which is apparently also legal. The fuck is Delta 10? I don't know. I don't know. The guy said it's just, like, a more sativa-leaning version of Delta 8. Bro, what the fuck does that mean? I don't know. He didn't. He was literally looking everything up in a little binder that they had. I don't know what it is. It's it's good, though. Mm. Like you do. Any advice? Any experiences? Do you know what the fuck Delta 10 is? I haven't spoken it, but I don't know what it no, is. I, I don't know what it is either. Damn it. God damn it. Everything I look up is just like, yeah, they're pretty similar. And I'm like, okay, that's super helpful. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have no clue. I actually think we have enough for cold open. Uh, was that funny? It's Gender Swap. Welcome to Gender Swap, a podcast with two transgender siblings, one of whom just unclogged their vape and is now trying not to cough directly into the mic. The other one is watching and silently judging them. More of live commentary right now, so... Holding it in made it worse. I'm not so much... It does. Oh god, the dogs are barking. Because you coughed. Bruh. <laughs> I'm sorry my dogs are barking. You have very yappy dogs. You have very little yappy dogs. I do. Is it my they turn? Are, or did you say your pronouns yet? Oh, shit. What's I your, na- what's your name and pronouns? <laughs> my name is Micah. I'm one of your hosts. My pronouns are they, them. Wow, that's crazy. My name is Stevie, and I use uh, he, they, I use he, they pronouns. 
anyway, so my life is super bad right now. <laughs> um, okay, short version. Shiloh got COVID, then I got COVID, then we had to move houses. Literally, like, two days later. It sucked dick. We moved into the new house. I was dying of COVID. I did not die of COVID. Our living room flooded. The maintenance man won't fix our flooded living room. It's been almost two weeks since our living room started flooding. It floods every time it rains. We live in Florida and it rains every day. <laughs> so our living room floods once a day and we just have towels next to that wall. And we finally got a hold of somebody at our landlord's office who actually gives a fuck and isn't the most condescending maintenance man I've ever met. Um, and she was very sweet and she, it seems, is going to actually help fix our issue, which is great. Also, our Wi-Fi stopped working and it's been about a week since our Wi-Fi stopped working and both me and Shiloh work from home, um, which is really bad. Really, really bad because Wi-Fi not working means we can't work, make money, die, you know? So I've had to work from my sister's house the last couple days, which has been fine. And I've also been training for a new position at my job, which I have a lot of anxiety about, but I just completed training today and I did a really good job and I start my new position next week. Okay, that's my story, and that's why I'm recording in uh, Micah's wife's office. Yay! And everything's okay now, because I think. Well, kind of. The Xfinity man is coming tomorrow to fix the issue, I think. Well, that'll be good. Here comes the news. I'm trying to get less off-key whenever I sing the intros, just so you have something a little more pleasant to listen to whenever you're editing stuff in post. I appreciate that, Stevie. I'm glad you're looking out for me. You're welcome. It's because I care about you. <laughs> Indeed. You know who doesn't care about people? Oh, I could list a number of people, but I'm pretty sure every single one of them is already in the jar. The Republican jar. Who are we talking about? Bystanders shot by Denver police want answers as department defends officers' actions of opening fire in a crowd. <sighs> In Lodo, early Sunday morning. Holy fuck. Lodo is a neighborhood in Denver. Holy fuck. I did not it's hear where, about that. It's where all the bars are. Okay. People were just getting out, the, out on the street about 1.30 a.m. going home from having fun at the bar. In a crowd. Three officers from the Denver Police Department were pursuing a suspect, 21-year-old Jordan Waddy, early Sunday morning, and fired seven shots at him after they say he pointed a gun at them. Bullshit. I already know damn well he didn't point a fucking gun at them. At least six innocent bystanders were caught in the crossfire. Oh my god. Six. Two of those victims say they're looking for answers as to why police fired shots into an open crowd. Yeah. Both victims said they're suffering pain and sleepless nights after they were shot in their arms and shoulder. Yeah, holy fuck. That is insane. And cops can just do that shit. Yeah, every cop actually is in the jar. It's one of those really, really big jars that you get cheese balls in. I'm, oh, okay. I'm concerned that I gave the listener the impression that it was a tiny mason jar. It's not. It's an empty cheese ball jar, and there is still dust in it. I didn't even bother peeling the label off, because they don't deserve it. The jar's filling up quick, though. There are a lot of cops. There are a lot of cops. There are quite a few. Uh, if anybody would like to donate cheese balls or maybe one of those big jars of pretzels to my cause, uh, I will empty it out, uh, and I will just I will just keep putting cops in the cheese ball jar. For every for every stream on the Gender Swap podcast, another cop is added to the cheese ball jar. 
Speaking of things you want to add to a cheese ball jar. Okay, all right, hit me. You know those uh, phone calls you get, those robocalls where they're trying to t- talk to you about your phone, your your phone, trying to talk to you about your car's warranty? We get so many of those at the call center. We're a call center, and robot call centers are calling us. It's hilarious. Yeah, so I get a lot of those phone calls too. Mm-hmm. Well, good news. Are they illegal now? The FCC is cracking down on auto warranty robocalls. Yeah! Get him! Get him! Put the robots in the jar. Put them in the jar. U.S. telecom providers will now be required to block millions of illegal robocalls a day advertising extended vehicle warranties. Good. So it's illegal. It's illegal. The, the oh. Federal Communications Commission said Thursday, taking aim at a group of individuals accused of sending more than eight billion such messages since 2018. That's so many. And I'm assuming it's just a scam, right? They get your information, they steal your identity, whatever. That's my assumption with most telephone scams. That's my scams. assumption, too. That's, I, my assumption, too. And the article doesn't say uh, The crime they're being charged with is being fucking annoying. The FCC kind of got real saying. tired of them being fucking annoying, and they're cracking down. <laughs> they're calling with a legitimate offer. It's just that everybody hates these guys. Thursday's order by the FCC requires voice providers to stop carrying the calls from the, the agency has linked to 13 individuals and six companies. Interesting. Mostly based in Texas and California, but also in such far-flung places as Hungary. Huh. I wonder how they trace them. I know that's, like, I know that's a thing, you know. The NSA has powers or whatever. But they can just trace exactly where phone calls coming from. That's crazy. Because when, when, you know... Yes, you, you, all phone calls. Yeah, and like, but like when I, as like a wee little plebeian, goes to Google a phone number that's calling me, I get like 10 billion different answers. I feel like none of the websites that pop up are legitimate. And it's like, well, if the NSA knows, why can't I know? Because <laughs> you're not important enough, Stevie. I find that kind of offensive. I think that everyone is equally important. I think I'm just as important as the NSA. I agree. I think you are just as important as the NSA as well. If it helps, I, I think you're on a limb and say that. I think you're also as important as the NSA. The downside is I that believe so too. The NSA sucks dick, so I don't really know what that says about us. <laughs> I'm a loathsome human being. What can I say? Can't argue with that. Hey, so FBI, CIA, <laughs> NSA. I feel like they all do the same thing. <laughs> No, they technically do different things. Oh, CIA is the ones who fuck with other countries. Yeah. FBI is investigating crimes in America. Yes. And the and NSA spies play, on everyone. And the NSA spies on everyone, but, but the FBI does things like uh, investigates crimes in America that occur between state lines, oh. as well as well mm-hmm. as they do things like infiltrate leftist organizations and break them up. What? Huh? Yeah, there's a whole history of it. It's called COINTELPRO. What? Oh, yeah, we could we could really get into it. Uh, I'm not going to today because I'm not prepared to. Damn, that would be such a good that would be such a good thing to talk about. It would be, but I am not prepared to because I already prepared other things. Okay, all right. And I I, I can't do this on the fly. Boo. Pull up the Wikipedia if gonna, page. If we're going to give it if we're going to give it justice, I will add that to our Google Doc of stuff we ought to talk about on the podcast. It's the Google Doc we keep forgetting to refer to when we're thinking of ideas for the podcast. (laughs) Pretty much. 
what, what was it called? It was Co Intel Pro. Co Intel Pro. Yep. Co Intel Pro. And now that we've said it 800 times, hello to the FBI or NSA who is currently probably listening to us talk to each other. Ah, oh, fuck yeah. They're going to drive up our streams, baby. Spread it around to all your nasty little spy friends. The NSA stands for Nasty Spy Assholes. Tell, stick that where the sun doesn't shine. Anyway, uh, stream gender swap on SoundCloud, Spotify, and <laughs> Apple Podcasts. <laughs> Thank you. God. Anyway, what were we talking about before we got to the NSA and COINTELPRO? Uh, we were talking about how the FCC is cracking down on auto-warranty robocalls. <laughs> I forgot that we got from there all the way over to there. Okay. Well, I think that's great. I think that's good. As part of its scheme, the uh, robocallers... Oh, okay. The group bought access to nearly half a million phone numbers for more than 200 area codes in the fall and winter of 2020. Bought access to them. And then used them to make it appear that recipients, that the robocalls were coming from local numbers. That is, spoofing phone numbers, it pisses me off. I don't understand how it works, and it makes me mad that they're able to do that. Like, they're just able to fucking fool my phone, the thing I spend my whole day on and I rely on. They can fool it? My little machine is not infallible? Oh, God, what, what does this mean for me? What now? Yeah, the little machine's not infallible. Also, your little machine is spying on you constantly. It already knows everything. It does, actually. Yeah. So at this point, I'm like, ah, it's a lost cause, you know? And, like, I'm not, like, I'm not gonna, like, hand-feed the NSA my information. But, like, it's already there, you know? I just need to not draw attention to myself. I yeah, just, that's my goal. I should stop talking about the NSA. I feel like every time I say it, it's like it's like Candyman. <laughs> it is like Candyman. They, pro- they probably have an algorithm that listens for that kind of thing. Listens to all the content it. on the internet. The second someone says NSA, hey, they might. oh my god, that's a, there's too much content on the internet. That's also extremely funny. There's definitely so much horrible, awful, nasty content that those algorithms have had to listen to. Yeah, I know people saying way too much out-of-pocket shit on tiktok for that to be something that actually exists they keep it your file my file (laughs) they just have like a a very very tall file cabinet that goes all the way up to the moon and it just has the name of everybody in america exactly they got a little star by mine because i'm a sweet special boy sidebar in middle school or elementary school some like media specialist uh or whoever was running the computer lab at the time told us this fucking (laughs) horror story about some some naughty students who were messing around on the computer and they were in a chat room when they were supposed to be doing schoolwork and they wrote in the chat room that they were gonna blow up the white house and then the police showed up and that scared the fuck out of me i was like what if i say something wrong what if i what if i accidentally say that i'm gonna blow up white house and then i get swatted what if i get swatted then what then i don't know what do you do when you get wrongfully swatted yeah i hope you live through it fuck that's something for your generalized anxiety i'm so scared of getting doxxed and then and then somebody says that there's a bomb at my house or something what then i just have to sit and wait until they're done searching my house swat are just big cops aren't they they are with a penchant for doing things like killing house pets oh my god what 
like shooting dogs. What the fuck? Leave Meatball alone. He doesn't even know what a wire is. Leave him alone. That makes me so sad. Yeah, I'm I'm going to I'm going to make a mental note to never call the fucking SWAT team on myself. Yeah, definitely don't do that. Can't let the intrusive thoughts win. <laughs> it's funny, but it's a bit dark. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of things that are funny but a bit dark. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. Uh, good news. President Biden is improving but taking additional medication to treat COVID, White House doctor says. When did he get COVID? Uh, like yesterday. Oh, boo. Whatever. (laughs) President Joe Biden's COVID-19 symptoms have improved, his physician said Friday, but the president has taken additional medications to help address his temperature and cough. So they haven't improved. (laughs) He's doing so much better, y'all, and he's like chugging NyQuil in the back. Dr. Kevin O'Connor said in a letter that Biden had a temperature of 99.4 degrees Thursday evening, which was treated with Tylenol. Yeah, he's fine. His his temperature has remained normal since then, O'Connor wrote. Yeah, he's literally going through the exact same thing I went through like uh, two weeks ago. He'll be fine. He's also being treated with albuterol inhaler that he uses as needed, O'Connor added, as well as oral hydration. Okay, he, okay, good. I'm glad Mr. Biden is drinking his fucking water. All right, cool. Whatever. <laughs> fucking, they're giving us a rundown of everything he's taking. Like, cool, he took acetaminophen. Whatever, girl. Hold on. There's more. <laughs> There's more news about this, in case you were wondering. God, they listed so much shit. Biden's symptoms continue to be a runny nose and fatigue. Oh, he's got a drippy nose. Oh, he's a little tired. Go to bed, bitch. Stop reporting on it. The president had a dry cough early Thursday. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But now he has an occasional non-productive, now loose cough, according to O'Connor. Cool. Are you also tracking his stools? Like, I don't give a fuck what he is going through. This is like if they just said he had COVID, he's getting better. I'd be like, okay, whatever great but they're listing (laughs) like the date and time of every stray symptom (laughs) and then at 7 p.m on thursday evening he made pissy farties but that was unrelated to covid19 like shut the fuck up oh my god (laughs) that's uh for anybody who is uh currently doing closed captions on an animatic uh that's uh pissy p-i-s-s-i-e farties f-a-r-d-i-e-s there's more this bit is going on too long (laughs) nope it's not it's gonna go until it's done what else what else is mr biden going through the president continues to take paxlovid pfizer's antiviral drug O'Connor confirmed that Biden has stopped using previously prescribed medications as Crestor and Eliquis during Paxlova treatment and for several days after his last dose. In order to prevent a drug interaction, certain medications like Crestor and Eliquis are avoided during Paxlova treatments. Okay. All right. Don't mix medicine. Fucking duh. O'Connor reiterated in his Friday letter that he anticipates that Biden will respond favorably to treatment. Biden will continue to isolate and be monitored closely by the White House medical unit. Oh, this is a political move. It feels... How do I say this? Um, It feels a little bit like already 
it is very important for them, I think, and their image to be explicitly clear about what he is and is not doing and taking. Um, which is interesting, I think, because if he didn't say what he was taking or anything, people would start saying that he was taking, I don't know, um, what's something funny? Uh, dog meth, maybe? He's taking dog meth to fix COVID. Um, but he's not. He's saying exactly what he's taking. And he's letting us in on, on everything that's going on. Um, and I feel like this is something, something trying to set themselves apart from the Trump administration. Something, something. You know. Yeah. Feels a bit like overkill, though, la- doesn't it? I got an update last night at 10 p.m. that he was doing just fine. Oh, thank God. I was so worried. Is that it? Is there any more? Is there anything else? Is there a closing paragraph, perhaps? Salutations? Uh, let's see. Any postscripts? Uh, apparently they're fully transmitted to transparency. Or, or fully committed to transparency, rather. Oh, yeah, that's, like, exactly what I just said. Oh, wow, there's a lot in this article. Oh, my God, it's still going. What article is this? What website is this from? It's on CNN. They just kept going. <laughs> they just kept going, at the talking about the video that he shot after testing positive for covid cool okay all right yeah so now at this point i feel like this bit has gone on yeah too they, had long. To, they had to meet a quota at some point yeah um they made sidebar. some kind of uh they made some kind of faustian bargain where they, they pay by the letter <laughs> speaking of faustian bargains I, sidebar i want to say something about covid okay because cases are like doubling at this point because of the BA.5 variant. Doubling is perhaps optimistic. Um, but uh, the, the BA.5 variant is hyper-contagious, um, hyper-infectious, uh, insanely transmittable, able to bypass the vaccines, it seems. It is very scary. Um, we have very much relaxed, obviously, our COVID response. I say we. I'm not part of the fucking government. I would never do some dumb shit like that. I'm different. <laughs> Rip to the U.S. government, but I am different. Um, Just built differently. I'm simply built differently. Um, it was enough to keep me safe from COVID for two years, but you finally got me. Um, so if you're not already masking in public or if you relax that a little bit, be careful. Please do so. Please be vigilant about using hand sanitizer and stuff. Um I feel, I felt kind of like it was my own fault that I got COVID, but I literally happened to be around somebody who didn't know that they were positive because they weren't expressing symptoms yet. Um, Because of their living situation, they were living with somebody differently than usual. They didn't know what they were getting into. Nobody knew they'd been exposed until it was too late, long story short. And it it was just kind of unavoidable at that point. And I just got lucky that I didn't fucking have any long term symptoms from it. But every time you get it supposedly your chances of experiencing long covid symptoms heighten basically um it just kind of builds up against you and the ba.5 is contagious enough to where even if you just had it a few weeks earlier those antibodies don't really count for anything you could fucking get it again so please be careful because more times you get covid the more likely you are to have it affect you long term so please 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 be cautious um, and I know that, like, it, I truly don't think that the U.S. is ever going to go on lockdown again. No, it's not. Because they did it so briefly the first time. And at this point, 
it is still it is it is so much exponentially worse than it was in the u.s when we first went in lockdown and they're just not doing anything we are losing i read today we are losing a 9-11's worth of people every week holy fucking shit yeah god damn like if they're not doing anything now like i truly don't think anything is going to be done again and i really 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 want it to because it is so fucking bad like everyone i know is getting it like tons of people i'm friends with on tiktok tons of people who live in my area who live around town all dealing with the same thing people who had never gotten it before it's just really really contagious anyway sorry to be a bummer for a little bit i did want to talk about it though because it's super it's very pertinent because it's just like suddenly spiking all over the place and even in like florida's statistics because they release excuse me they release their covid numbers every two weeks and florida has already been kind of notorious for tampering with those numbers allegedly um and so it's uh it's been kind of dicey as far as whether or not to actually depend on those numbers since it's just kind of assumed at this point that what is being reported is much lower than what's actually happening and even in those state published reports cases have like doubled since may it is fucking awful so fun um you were talking about you were talking about a faustian bargain yeah (laughs) but before i talk about that i've got to pee go piss girl um oh my god i have to do my tea shot today Y'all, I keep forgetting to do my fucking tea shot, which is so bad. It's so... Oh, my God. Um, I already have been having a really hard time doing it because I have swapped to doing my tea shots once every 10 days rather than once a week. Um, And it's because my tea levels are very consistent. They're very good. um, But I am experiencing a lot of nausea. Um, Pretty much every time I take my tea shot, I end up being very, very nauseous, especially when I'm hungry, which is awful because I'm always hungry. I'm a big boy. Um, so it sucks. So they decided, they being Planned Parenthood and my doctor over there, suggested that I take tea less frequently. So once every 10 days. Problem is, for some reason, that was enough in my little brain for my brain to go, we don't know how to do this anymore. You're not doing it often enough to actually have practice. So now this is scary and bad. And so I keep avoiding it. So I think I missed my last tea shot because I was being a little baby, I think. Um, Well, I actually missed a couple of tea shots. But um, then I got back on track about 10 days ago and I have to do it again today because I can't keep getting behind on it. You know, I can't. What if I turn back into an aesthetic teen girl? What then? I did actually have an aesthetics Instagram page whenever I was in high school. It was super, super cute. Oh, it was adorable. And I would like change my theme every so often. It was all like pink and shit. Um, before I archived all the posts on it, the post, the, the, the theme I was on was blue. Uh, it was very pretty. It was very adorable. I loved it so much. I low-key did it because this girl in my school who I was jealous of also had an aesthetics page. Um, I was quite jealous of her. I felt like everybody thought she was cooler and sexier than me. Honestly, I was probably right. She's really fucking hot. But I digress. Um, I archived all the posts that were on that aesthetics Instagram page, and I turned that into my business Instagram. And so that is actually what I'm using right now. So that account, I can still see all of my archived posts. And they're very adorable, back from the time when I was a cute little teen girl. Oh my god, Micah's back! Oh my god! Hi, Micah! So, uh... What you doing? Oh, I was just playing Bricks Ball Crusher on my phone, a mobile game that I'm a really big fan of, and I was monologuing. 
Gotcha. So I'm going to have to delete all that. No. I think you should listen to it and decide whether or not to leave it. <laughs> I don't want to advertise for somebody that's not paying us. I'm not advertising. Oh, oh, cut out the Briggs Ball Crusher part. I was playing a mobile game on my phone and monologuing. There you go. I wasn't talking about my mobile game, if that helps. I was talking about uh, myself, because that's what I do. Um. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we were talking about uh, Faustian deals. We were talking, indeed, about Faustian deals. And you know where Faustian deals happen? <gasps> Hell. He- heck. Exactly. Oh I'm going to take you to heck. Oh shit, how's that theme go? Awesomely. It's really good. Shit, what is it? Oh, it doesn't have the words in it, does it? It's just a spooky little ditty. It doesn't say take you to heck in there. It does not say take you to heck in there. No, it's just uh a really hard hitting industrial sounding. It, isn't it the same thing for take you to church? It doesn't have the words. Yeah, take you to church is uh, it just it's just the plagal chord. It's kind of an inside joke. That's cute. I don't think no I've play cool cadence. I don't think I've listened to an episode with a take you to church in it for in a while because we haven't done a take you to church in a while. I've been trying to find good church stuff, but Talk like about, I told you, saints. Talk about weird ass saints. They're just not as interesting. You are biased. <laughs> you are biased. Am, this is this is true. I am biased. <laughs> oh my god. Are you I You okay? Uh no, for some reason, my F drive just started freaking out. What's F drive? On my computer? Yeah. It's an external drive I have. Mm-hmm. It just started freaking out and, like, popping up. Oh, my God, I Windows hate Windows is that. like, figure out what you want to do with this. Figure out what you want to do with this. Figure out what you want to <sighs> do with this. That always happens when I'm working. It is the fucking worst. I end up just, like, unplugging it. It sucks. Yeah. Oh, I Googled weird saints, and Google has a list of unusual patron saints. Okay, well, we're not doing unusual patron saints well, right now. We're, I'm, we're I'm pre- just saying that it's actually pretty easy to find cool saints if you just do a fucking Google search. I think you're just not trying hard enough because you're prejudiced against our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So maybe you should get a, maybe you should, maybe you should get the stick out of your ass and <laughs> do a little googling. <laughs> Okay. See, honestly, and- it sounded like you started to say maybe you should get that looked at, which is even funnier. <laughs> that is arguably funnier. I should have said that instead. Saint Gertrude of Nivelles, patron saint of the fear of mice. See, that's good stuff. <laughs> I'm sending you this link. Bring the ch- bring, let's put the church back in this podcast. So that's what we're really missing. Oh <laughs> uh, goodness. Anyway, not- yeah, what were we supposed to talk about? We're not going to do that one right now. I already, I've already picked out three perfectly good demons. Okay, fine. We can do a little demons. I mean, the first one, right off the bat, best name ever, Would Lady you? Midday. Lady Midday. Okay, Miss Girly Girl, that's fun. That's the translation of what her name is. Okay. Her um, actual name is Polednitsa. Can you spell that for me? P-O-L-U-D. N I T S A. Oh, Polynitsa. Oh, she's, she's fun. A, she's a mythical character. 
common to various Slavic countries of Eastern Europe. There are a lot of very horny pictures of her. I'm not surprised. <sighs> Y'all can't just leave a bitch alone. That's a skeleton with titties. That doesn't look right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, would you like to know what the skeleton with titties does? What is her deal? What's her vibe? What's she up to? Well, she's a female demon who assails w- folk working at noon, causing heat stroke, <laughs> aches in the neck, and sometimes madness. <laughs> what a bitch! <laughs> What's her deal? <laughs> she takes the form of a whirling dust cloud and carries a scythe. Oh my god. She will stop she will stop people in the field to ask them difficult questions or engage them in conversation. <laughs> if anyone fails to answer a question or tries to change the subject, she'll cut off their head or strike them with an illness. What the fuck? <laughs> she just like Walks up to people who are just trying to, like, do, do their day job in agriculture. And she just, like, engages them in a game of trivia. <laughs> That's fucked up. And she's like, who's, who's the mayor of the second smallest town in Kentucky? And it's like, I don't know. She's like, blah, blah, blah. now you have heat stroke. Die, bitch. My bad. Sorry. And I like that it just says hard questions. Doesn't specify. It's just, like, math and shit. So you want to know what she looks like? Yeah, what's she is she not supposed to be a skeleton with titties? Well, she's supposed to be either appearing as an old hag, oh okay, a beautiful woman, or a twelve-year-old girl. So literally any type of woman. Yeah, cool. It's like the options in The Sims where it's like child, young adult, adult, old ass, and it's it's like yeah, that's all the types of pe- that's all the types of guys. <laughs> that's all of them. You got it. She is also only seen during the hottest part of the day. And is the personification of Sunstroke. That's wild. That is a wild, like, theme to have. I feel like all of the other demons, they tend to get multiple things. Like, they'll be Sunstroke and have 12 legions of demons under them. And be the god of fun facts and the humanities or something. But she got one thing and she ran with it and she stuck with it. And you know what? I have not seen any overlap. I have not heard of any other demons who, you know, uh, inflict people with sunstroke. So I think she's held her ground pretty well against the others. Where where are you squinting at? I'm uh, squinting because uh, she also, other than a scythe, carries sickles or shears. Oh. And according to some beliefs, a giant frying pan. (laughs) That is so silly which she uses to block the rye from the scorching sun's rays or burns the rye along with the herbs during the flowering period. Like, she can't decide what to do with it. That's crazy. A fucking frying pan. That is comical. She She may also appear at midnight and show a person how to find a flower that can make them invisible. What, she just does that for fun on the side? (laughs) This was uh, apparently a belief that was restricted to only a certain providence. Province. Interesting. One guy just like abandoned his family for a while, and then when he came back, they were like, "Oh my god, where the fuck were you?" And he was like, "Oh, uh, I was invisible. Um, um, a demon came to me and uh, showed me a flower that made me invisible." And they're like, "Oh yeah, what demon?" And he was like, 
Lady Midday, and they were like, it's in the name, idiot. She doesn't come out at night. And he was like, well, he, well, she did this one time. And everybody just believed his ass. No, he was cheating. He was cheating on his wife, and he should be stoned in the town square. Or maybe he should be more open with his wife about his feelings, see if they want to have a polyamorous relationship, maybe open have an open marriage. Listen, I have bad feelings about anybody who approaches their partner because they already wanted to cheat. And they're like, well, why don't we just open up the relationship? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that as long as he gets his wife's permission, that is what matters. But in this case, I think he was a lying bitch. So it's a lot of anger for you, this person you just made up in your head. I know. I am so angry for her. Why is this? Pl- oh my god! The, there's a little plastic, a little plastic paper on the side of my on the side of my pen. It's like when you get a new microwave and you peel the plastic off the front of it. Why they put that shit on my vape? <laughs> what the fuck? It doesn't need to be protected. <laughs> it's not nice. It was on sale. Well, you know who does need to be protected from. Who needs from words? Words. Holy shit, that was a bad take. Who do we need to be protected from, Micah? <laughs> oh, goodness. You could can can you tell I'm tired? Yeah, you okay? I'm drinking coffee. Oh. It's not having an effect. That's eesh. That's a little frightening. What kind of coffee? What's your go-to order? It's a uh, vanilla cream cold brew. I love that shit i love the shit with cold foam on it i started getting cinnamon dolce iced lattes um but i also put hazelnut syrup in it and then instead of whipped cream i top it off with uh vanilla cream cold foam it is so good it's so fucking good i'm trying to mimic one of the pride lattes that the local starbucks at um uh, target had because they could you know come up with like their own specialty lattes or whatever um and it was, I believe, the Frank Ocean latte. <laughs> and it was really fucking good. It was cinnamon dolce, and it had cinnamon cold foam, which apparently no other Starbucks store has. So they were just making it special, I guess, which is really cute, actually. Indeed. Anyway, massive bummer that you're sleepy right now. I'm different, though. See, now I've got to figure out a segue to get back to uh, the demon here. This is demon number two. This is demon number two, Lamash 2. Lamashtu, that's fun. Lamashtu is a Sumerian, um, a female demon and daughter of the sky god Anu. This is very much um, a girl's night. This is so fun. Oh, she looks fun. Huh. She, she menaces women during childbirth and kidnaps children while they're breastfeeding. Yeah. Gnawing on their bones and sucking their blood. Huh, wow, the artistic depictions of her are deeply upsetting. She's depicted with a hairy body, lioness's head, with donkey's teeth and ears, long fingers and fingernails, and the feet of a bird with sharp talons. Yeah, these images are deeply upsetting. They're not all super accurate. You know, a surprising number of them have wolf heads, but these are really fucking spooky. She is often shown standing or kneeling on a donkey, nursing a pig and a dog and holding snakes. Nursing a pig and a dog and holding snakes. So she'll just take care of anything that isn't a child. (laughs) So she's just there to spook women who are giving birth? Uh, Well, she menaces women during childbirth and kidnaps (laughs) children while they're breastfeeding. So, you know, I figure not great. Just does a little menacing, does a little menacing beforehand. (laughs) 
I think that if she wanted to get her food sooner, she should probably not menace the women who are providing her the food. It's like glowering at, like, the McDonald's worker from across the counter is not going to make them get your burger any quicker. You know what I mean? At least be nice. So you're saying that it sounds like Lamash 2 is a Karen. Yeah, a little bit, actually. Listen, and I feel like that term is overused, um, but in this case, Lamash 2 is not really making a good case for herself. Whatever happened to girls support girls? Whatever happened to girl bossing? You know? I'm a little bit disappointed in her. She's not upholding girl code. Girl code is when you don't menace your homegirls during birth. <laughs> That's very specific. Girl bossing is when you don't steal their newborn child to gnaw on their bones. <laughs> you do whatever the opposite of stealing a newborn child to gnaw on their bones is. Maybe giving a newborn bones? Eh. eh. Giving them bones to gnaw on? <laughs> They don't even have teeth yet. Oh, <laughs> uh, goodness. There's also a incantation against against her to keep her away. Should we all say that together and make an activity? or? It's really long, so... Okay, I don't want to risk you hexing yourself again or anything. Also, I think I already am hexed, so I'll, I'm probably good. Well, speaking of things that can hex you... Okay. Next up is the Lamia. Oh my god, wait, the snake girl? Is the Lamia snake girl? Yeah. I guess so. Yeah. Yes. She's got snake parts. From ancient Greek mythology was a child-eating monster and in later tradition was regarded as a type of night-haunting spirit. Hell yeah. Pretty much every single artistic depiction of her is sexy. Just thought you'd like to know. I mean, you know, what you gonna do? Some people just have a thing for snake girls. It's me. I'm people. So in earliest stories, Lamia was a beautiful queen of Libya who had an affair with Zeus. (gasps) Oh no, girl, don't do it. Hera's gonna fuck your ass up. Upon learning this, Zeus' wife Hera... what I say? Burr, 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 <laughs> air horns. <laughs> she beat her ass, basically. They were messing around, and then all of a sudden the announcer goes, Wait, is that Hera's music? And Hera it's Hera with the steel chair! <laughs> so metaphorically with a steel chair, Hera robbed Lamia of her children, the offspring of her affair with Zeus, either by kidnapping or by killing them. It's almost like she should maybe punish her husband for being a serial cheater um, and not the poor mortal women who he is eloping with because there is a serious power dynamic because what, you're going to turn down the god of the sky? No, there's a serious power imbalance. Consent is not possible in that scenario. And I think that Hera should maybe stop enabling her husband. I mean, you going to tell her that? Whatever happened to girls support girls? It's like all of those, like, uh, TikToks and Tumblr posts that are like, I found the girl that my guy was cheating on me with, and now we're best friends. It literally could be that. But Hera's too much of a coward. Unfortunately, yeah, Hera's not going to do that. Boom. Uh, the loss of her children drove Lamia insane, and in vengeance and despair, Lamia snatched up any children she could find and devoured them. Oh. Because of her cruel acts, her physical appearance changed and became ugly and monstrous. Oh, that's crazy. Zeus gave Lamia the power of prophecy and the ability to take out and reinsert her eyes, possibly because she was cursed by Hera with insomnia or because she could no longer close her eyes so that she was forced to always obsess over her lost children. Oh, my God. Hey, thanks, Zeus. I don't think having the gift of prophecy is going to be a major comfort in this scenario, but I guess it'll give me something to do, huh? Cool. Great. Boy, that sucks, dick. Hey, you said that, uh... Lamia was driven insane and ate her children. 
Yes. That keeps happening. Hera made Hercules do that too. What is her fucking deal with having people eat children? You know, for the goddess of marriage and the family, she does not seem super pro-family. No, she's super trad, though. Oh, my God. You're right. This is just like pro-lifers. <laughs> like beating this, the fuck yes, out of somebody. Exactly. Yeah. This is exactly like pro-lifers, yeah. I can't believe the myth of, of Hera and the Lumia is actually exactly like modern-day American politics. That's crazy. A, a, a one-to-one, no less. Yeah, it's exact. <laughs> anyway, Lamia has been ascribed with serpentine qualities, which some commentators believe can be firmly traced to the mythology from antiquity. Oh, They wow. have found analogs in ancient texts that could be designated as Lamia, which are part serpent beings. Hmm. These include the half-women, half-snake beasts of Libyan myth, Told by Dio Chrysostome. <laughs> that is a name. That is a as name. As told by Dio Chrysostome. <laughs> and the monster sent to Argus by Apollo to avenge Samantha. Samath? I'm going to say Samath. That feels wrong, but I don't know enough to correct you. It's probably wrong. <laughs> but you know what? I'm not going to check because that's not this kind of podcast. I feel like it should be. For, maybe we should be more committed to not spreading misinformation. Eh, you know, maybe some other day. <laughs> when it comes to mispronunciation, it's going to be unavoidable. Yeah, I feel like misinformation we try to avoid, but mispronunciation is unavoidable. <laughs> Completely unavoidable at this point. So, yeah, that was our uh, that was our three demons. I'm a huge fan. I'm a big old fan of those guys. Uh, which one do you like? Mo- which one do you like most? Which demon do I like? Out of these most? three, I do like the heat stroke one. Lady Midday. I do like Lady Midday, but I also think that Lamia is sexy. I already forgot what the second one was. Lamash too. Oh, if menaces women. No, I don't support her. She does. She hates women. She has a lot of internalized misogyny to deal with. Uh, I don't like her. Uh, probably Lamia because I think that I think I think it's sexy. What's your favorite? Out of those three? Yeah. I say Lady Midday. I can't argue with that. She's cool as hell. Funny as hell. I, he, just showing up, playing 20 questions with somebody. If you don't like their vibe, just hit it with a heat stroke. The, I feel like she's very anti-labor. Um, she feels a little bit okay, no, that is like fair. she that hates is the working class. <laughs> she could. Okay, never mind. Oh, it's right there. Her lady. Oh. She's landed gentry. Yeah, that makes sense. That totally makes sense now. Like, if she has the power to give people heat stroke, why not give it to people who deserve it? Like, billionaires or Joe Biden. Like, why not pick somebody good to give heat stroke to? It would be funny if Joe Biden got heat stroke because they would put out a five page report on his condition. Up to the minute notifications on what's going on. <laughs> Unrelated to oh, anything goodness. we've been talking about, but I just remembered. Netflix oh. put out an animated series called Dead End Paranormal Park. Have you seen it at all? Okay. I have not seen it. It is cute as hell. It is so fucking cute. And I don't I don't think it's adult animation in any way. Like I don't remember hearing a single swear or anything, but I'm so used to hearing it that I legitimately just did not catch whether or not it was. I don't think it is. But basically, it's these two kids, Barney and Norma, who uh, end up faking their way into jobs at 
uh, haunted theme park, it seems. Um, and there's also demons, and there's also a pug, and they keep encountering kind of ghosts. It's kind of like a Monster of the Week show, I think. I've only seen a couple episodes. Um, but it has, like completely overt trans representation like barney is trans and like it he has like a subplot where he keeps not going home like he's literally staying at the theme park overnight because he doesn't want to go home to his transphobic ass family and he really likes it at the park because he's trans and because he's able to to be stealthier like he hasn't had to come out to anybody or explain anything about his existence and he really loves that and his friend norma um i think uh, is autistic. This feels like the most overt, like autistic rep in the world because she, the theme park is her special interest. There's like multiple scenes of her like displaying her encyclopedic knowledge on the way it works. All okay. that to say, it's lovely. It is really, really delightful. It's cute. It's really charming. Um, and I think it is really, really special and good that Netflix is uh, putting out shows of this kind. And I know that they do not really have a great history of continuing past the first season um, animated shows with queer representation uh, or just animated shows in general. They keep getting good ones and then just ditching them after the first season, which sucks ass. Um, But I hope this one sticks around. It's very, very precious and I like it so much. And it gives me a lot of hope for the show that me and my friend Eli are making, Arbor Square, which the pilot episode is coming in August. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. That was just like a super long extended plug for my TV show, but also a recommendation. No, that was a super long plug for your TV show. (laughs) You could just like pop in interjections uh, in post if you want to be like, yeah, totally. Oh my God. So true absolutely no. yes and you know what i mean <laughs> stevie when you get going i really don't need to give you much prompt <laughs> just kind of rip you could you could edit that down as needed <laughs> speaking of rip okay all right sure rip to george orwell rip to george orwell yep because he's dead did he die recently no nah, he's been dead for a while so how is it is this a segue or are you just being intentionally confounding this is a segue into our next segment which is about george orwell why would i be bringing up george orwell i don't fucking know it was very disarming for me <laughs> i don't know what about well, by him? now you, you 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 should have some idea why i bring up a character from history is he a mischievous boy he is a mischievous boy Is George Orwell the one who did um, that radio show that made everyone think aliens were invading? Or was that H.G. Wells? Is that H.G. Wells? H.G. Wells was the guy who wrote the story originally. Who wrote the radio play? The radio play was done by Orson Welles. Oh, wow. Very similar name. That was very confusing. Okay. Orson Welles, H.G. Wells, and Or... Or... Or George Orwell. George Orwell. Oh, I hate that. That was really confusing. I have definitely been thinking that all of those men were the exact same man my entire life. <laughs> they could all not be more different. <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe you. <laughs> like, honestly, if I were to do a Mischievous Boys segment on H.G. on not H.G. Wells, on uh, Orson Welles, 
it would be an entire episode. I have beef with him about the War of the Worlds thing. I recently learned that most of the whole, like, panic and shit was just, like, made up by newspapers as propaganda for why print media was more reliable than the radio, because the radio was getting more popular and starting to push newspaper out. And so it was just, like, hyper-exaggerated stories. Isn't that crazy? Same same as it ever was. Same as it ever was. (laughs) But no, George Orwell is the guy who wrote uh, 1984. Oh my god, did he also do Animal Farm? He also did Animal Farm. I remember reading that in 8th grade and deeply disliking it. Really? I thought it was good. Uh, here's the thing, I don't remember why I disliked it. Because I was 13 when I read it, and I legitimately have no idea what the plot is now. Isn't it like anti-communist propaganda or something? It's anti-authoritarian propaganda. Ah, that's different. Because also, yeah. it literally displays the people in power as pigs, if I remember correctly. Uh, yes. Which I feel like is imagery frequently used to talk about, like, bureaucrats and stuff. Okay, okay. Maybe we were just taught that it was anti-communist. We were taught it was anti-communist. That's crazy. Um, I feel like it's, uh, you know. You know. (laughs) You know. (laughs) We're gonna start off with his early life. Okay. George Orwell attended prep school as a child and hated it. Good, I think. Prep school sounds bad. Hold on. What? I need to back up a bit. What? George Orwell was the pen name. Oh. His real name was Eric Arthur Blair. That's a cool name. The Eric Arthur Blair is a cool name. It is a cool name. He could have changed it. He could or not changed it. He could have he could have kept it, you know, or he could have changed it back. So, now that I know that, it makes it a whole lot more sense with what I was going to read next because this <laughs> The fact one was George Orwell attended prep school as a child and hated it, but the first paragraph about it is Eric Blair spent five years at the Cyprian School for Boys in Eastbourne, England. Okay, I see. That makes sense. That was confusing for me. Yeah, not the same guy. <laughs> like, who is that? His best friend? His lover? Oh, it's oh, it's just him. It's just him. It's just him, because we got the name thing going. <laughs> uh, but anyway, he hated the school so much, it later inspi- inspired his melodramatic essay, such such were the joys cool i have not read it i don't know if anybody's really read it since you know whenever i don't think anybody cares except george orwell scholars yeah it was a fucking essay i don't know dude they didn't make a movie about it it, so i don't give a fuck (laughs) in this account he called the school's proprietors terrible all-powerful monsters Uh and labeled the institution itself an expensive snobbish school which was in process of becoming more snobbish and i imagine more expensive oh he's right he's a hundred percent right i cannot even argue with that while his misery is now considered to be somewhat exaggerated the essay was deemed too libelous to print at the time oh my god it was finally published in 1968 after his death that is so fucking funny they were like girl this is too controversial they will come for you they will sue your ass that's great uh fact number two (laughs) libelous (laughs) he was a prankster oh a goofy little guy a silly lad perhaps a goofy little guy quite good at jabs and japes oh i love a good jape (laughs) well blair got expelled from his crammer school what which was an institution designed to help students cram for specific exams oh that sucks i hate that for sending a birthday message attached to a dead rat to the town surveyor. <laughs> what a dick. That's great. Town surveyor? What is that? Apparently just someone he had beef with. That is so funny. 
he just didn't because it like doesn't say guy. what the town surveyor is. I've never heard of that position. Town surveyor is that like the people who like take pictures of the road and shit? I don't know what they're doing it for. Checking its its elevation, its gradation, and whatnot. Ah. And, uh, often it's used for maps. Oh, it's for like land surveying. Yeah, so I guess it is for maps and shit. Yeah. So he just didn't like the guy. Later, in a newspaper column, he recalled his boyhood hobby of replying to advertisements and stringing the salesman along as a joke. Oh my god. It's like the people who answer scam calls and just bullshit them. That's great. You can have a lot of fun by answering the advertisements, and then, when you've drawn them out and made them waste lots of stamps and sending successive wads of testimonials, (laughs) suddenly leaving them cold, he wrote. I know his mailbox was a fucking nightmare. So, uh, fact number three. Mm Mm-hmm. Orwell worked a number of odd jobs for most of his career. Damn, he like wasn't even a writer for most of it. Or was he just doing that on the side? He was authoring the books on the side. So he writes a couple of classics. And he's still on the side, working a nine to five. Still working that nine to five. That's capitalism for you. <laughs> he spent most of his career juggling part-time jobs while authoring books on the side. Over the years, he worked as a police officer for oh. the Indian Imperial... For the Indian Imperial Police in Burma, a high school teacher, a bookstore clerk, and a propagandist for the BBC during World War II, a literary editor, and a war correspondent. He had a lot of shit going on there. Imagine having this guy as your high school teacher. Insane. He also had stints as a dishwasher in Paris and as a hop picker for breweries in Kent. What?! But those jobs were for research purposes while living as a tramp and writing his first book about his experiences down and out in Paris and London. While living as a tramp. He chose to publish the book under the pseudonym George Orwell and the name stuck. Interesting. So he didn't actually have to live, quote unquote, like a tramp. He just did it for research purposes so he could write a book about it? Yes. He just pretended to be poor for a while so he could write a book about being down and out in Paris and London. Yes. God, rich people are so fucking annoying. I mean, he went to Eton College. That's not exactly a cheap school. No, he was just fine. That's so fucking annoying. It's like those viral videos that are like, a regular person pretends to be homeless for a day and their perspective totally changes. And it's like, wow... You have to experience something for yourself in order to feel empathy for other people's situations. You are a bad person. Wowie, wow, wow. You know? Speaking of things that he did for research purposes. Okay. He once got himself arrested. He was also a cop, though, earlier. I just remember that I got mad about that. What did he get arrested for? Was it something cool? In 1931, while investigating poverty for his aforementioned memoir. Oh, my God. Fucking. Me- or- Orwell intentionally got himself arrested for being drunk and incapable. Oh, shut up. That's so annoying. Also, this was done in order to get a taste of prison and bring himself closer to the tramps and small-time villains with whom he mingled. (laughs) Uh, Mingling with the tramps and the small-time villains? I would just like a, a taste of prison, please, sir. Fuck you. Oh, my God. Also, also, he called it a memoir. A memoir is where you're supposed to, like write down your fucking life's experiences but he just fabricated this entire thing he just faked all his fucking circumstances so he could write a cool book yes he's not a mischievous boy i want to throttle him (laughs) i don't know he did pranks (laughs) 
he can't be a bad rich person if he did little jabs and japes. Fuck you. <laughs> also, at the time, he had been using the pseudonym Edward Burton and posing as a poor fish porter. Posing as a... He is literally just, like, cosplaying poverty for fun. For shits and yes. giggles. I do not respect this man even a little bit. Well, hold on. We're only halfway through his facts. Oh, my fucking God. After drinking several pints and almost a whole bottle of whiskey <laughs> and ostensibly making a scene, it's uncertain what, what exactly was said or done, he did it. Orwell was arrested. His crime didn't warrant prison time like he hoped, <laughs> and he was released after spending 48 hours in custody. Oh, my God. He was like, I wanted to go to prison, but only for a little bit. Give me more prison, please. <laughs> he wrote about the experience in an unpublished essay entitled Clink. <laughs> so mad at him. Well, you know what is kind of mischievous? What? Orwell had knuckle tattoos. <laughs> oh, I, I would say that that is, that is pretty mischievous of him. <laughs> what they say? Yeah, when he lived in the early 20th century? I feel like that wasn't as common. What they? Oh, it was not as common. What they say? What does tattoos say? While working as a police officer in Burma, Orwell got his knuckles tattooed. That feels like something a cop isn't supposed to have, so that's cool. Adrian Fears, who knew Orwell, told biographer Gordon Bowker that the tattoos were small blue spots, the shape of small grapefruits, and that Orwell <laughs> had one on each knuckle. Wait, the shape of he small grapefruits. You mean a fucking circle? <laughs> a circle, yes. You mean a fucking circle? This piece of shit. I hate, or I hate George Orwell or whatever his name was and all of his friends. They suck. Shape of a grapefruit. Oh my god. Orwell noted that some Burmese tribes believe tattoos would protect them from bullets. <laughs> he may have gotten inked for similarly superstitious reasons, Bowker suggested, but it's more likely they want to set himself apart from the British establishment in Burma. I guess he, he was did. never seen as a properly as a properly correct member of the imperial class, hobnobbing with Buddhist priests, Rangoon prostitutes, and British dropouts, Bowker wrote. Okay, I guess. So it's like So he hobnobbed with, with, with priests and prostitutes and dropouts. Good for him, I guess. Like this feels a little bit like a case of a spoiled rich kid growing up and trying to broaden their horizons. Because they realize how limited their experiences were growing up. Uh, I, it does still leave a bad taste in my mouth that his way of doing that was pretending to be one of them and then profiting off of those experiences that he's never experienced legitimately. <sighs> Mixed feelings. It's... Hmm. Well, would your opinion of him improve if you knew how many languages he spoke? Uh, I doubt it, but go ahead and tell me. Orwell wrote in a 1944 newspaper column, In my life I have learned seven foreign languages, including two dead ones, and out of those seven, I retain only one, and not that brilliantly. <laughs> At least he's honest. <laughs> in his youth, he learned French from Aldous Huxley, who briefly, briefly taught at Orwell's boarding school and later went on to write Brave New World. Oh. Hey, what the fuck is Brave New World about? I don't know anything about it. It's a dystopian future where the public is controlled by drugs and orgies oh well that that doesn't sound too bad <laughs> i'm a little tired of the way things are right now could we get a new dystopia going could we get one that's fun maybe horny perhaps i'm a little bit i'm just tired of this one this one this one doesn't really have anything fun orwell ultimately became fluent in french 
And at different points in his life, he studied Latin, Greek, Spanish, and Burmese, to name a few. That is a lot of different languages. That is really, really comical, though, that he was, he, like, started to brag on himself, and then he felt bad. He was like, well, I only kept one of them. And the one I kept was pretty shit, too. (laughs) So, you've already got annoyed at him because he pretended to have no money so he could work crappy jobs. Oh, I didn't care about the fact that he worked crappy jobs. I was mad at the fact that he pretended to be poor and then wrote about it so that he could, like, profit off of it. Well, you might not like this next fact. I probably won't. (laughs) You keep finding mischievous boys I hate. Find some real ones. He voluntarily fought in the Spanish Civil War. The fuck? Like fellow writer Ernest Hemingway and others with leftist leanings, Orwell got tangled up in the Spanish Civil War. I don't know a whole lot about about the Spanish Civil War, to be honest with you. Uh, you had the anarchists fighting against fascism. Oh. The anarchists and communists fighting against fascism. That doesn't sound bad. It's not. It was a good thing to fight. Were... They lost. Oh. Uh, what... The fascists won. So was he fighting for the fascists? He was fighting with the leftists. Okay, that's good. Well, you said I would be mad at the fact. Why would I be mad at that part? Because, you know, he's cosplaying again, but this time with uh, war. Yeah, I guess he didn't have to. I guess it's... At the age of 33, Orwell arrived in Spain shortly after the fighting had broken out. And in 1936, hoping to write some newspaper articles... Oh my god. So he did do it explicitly for that purpose. Instead, he ended up joining the Republican militia to fight fascism because it seemed the only conceivable thing to do. Okay. As long as his the following year, fuck fascism. The following year, he was shot in the neck by a sniper, but what? survived. Uh, in the neck? He described the moment of being shot as a tremendous shock, no pain, only a violent shock, such as you get from an electrical terminal, and with it a sense of utter weakness... The feeling of being stricken and shriveled up into nothing. That's terrifying. He wrote about his war experiences in the book Homage to Catalonia. Because of course he did. Yes. See, I... I, If he went into the war because he truly believed in fighting fascism, I think that's great. Um, But he did have ulterior motives of wanting to, to write newspaper articles about it, which... Okay, whatever. Guess you can't do that from the sidelines. No, you have to. F- you have to pick up the gun and. Fa- okay, all right, go ahead. At least you fought against fascism. True. Damn, the fascists won. Yeah, Spain was actually a fascist dictatorship up until like the 1980s. What? Yeah. Wow, I really like do not know anything about history in general. I f- I, it's because you're the product of the American education system. Yeah, I know so little. Like, what I know of American history, I'm already skeptical of, and they just didn't bother to teach us anybody else's. Even though that nope. probably also affects how those countries deal with the world today and how we deal with them. But the problem is that they keep showing us a different view of how we dealt with other countries anyway. And then said that we were fighting with the good guys, even though it turns out that we were establishing dictatorships in other countries. Deeply unimpressed with the American experience so far, I would like a refund. As would I. Fact number eight. (laughs) Yeah. Orwell's manuscript for Animal Farm was nearly destroyed by a bomb. Oh, God. In 1944, Orwell's home at 10 Mortimer Crescent in London was struck by a doodlebug, a German flying V-bomb. Delightful name. Really fucking funny that they named it that. They called them doodlebugs because they couldn't fly straight. And they kind of... Oh, no. ...wobbled all over the place 
they weren't accurate at all. They were just instruments of pure terror. Yeah, that sounds awful. They didn't care if they hit. They didn't care if they hit civilians. In fact, they wanted it to hit civilians. Oh shit! So it's just going ham. Because the Nazis, I don't know if you know this, the Nazis were kind of bad. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, it does not surprise me. So it's not like they were even aiming for his house. They just threw some shit bomb, and it just kind of hit whatever, and it just happened to be his house. Yep. Damn. Orwell, his wife Eileen, and their son Richard Horatio were away at the time, but their home was demolished. Damn. During his lunch break at the British newspaper Tribune, Orwell would return to the foundation where his home once stood and sift through the rubble in search of his books and papers, most importantly, the manuscript for Animal Farm. He spent hours and hours rifling through rubbish. Fortunately, he found it. What? Orwell then piled everything into a wheelbarrow and carted it back to his office. God, that is tragic. The idea of all (sighs) that work being lost is horrible. What? We have an unintentional callback. (gasps) What? He had a goat. A goat? He had a goat. Guess what that goat's name was? What was the goat's name? Muriel. Yeah! (laughs) That's delightful. That was like his pet? His pet was a goat named Muriel? Uh, He had several farm animals at their home in Wallington, England, including Muriel the goat. A goat by the same name in Orwell's book entitled Animal Farm Mm. is described as being one of the few intelligent and morally sound animals on the farm, (laughs) making her... One of the more likable characters in this dark work of dystopian fiction. That's so cute. (laughs) That is so fucking cute. He just had a little pet and he was like, you know what, Muriel, just for you, I'm going to put you in this book and you're going to be the only real bitch on the page. So fact number 10, George Orwell coined the term Cold War. He coined it? He coined it. That's crazy. The first recorded usage of the phrase Cold War in reference to relations between the U.S. and Soviet Union can be traced back to Orwell's 1945 essay, You and the Atomic Bomb, Mm. which was written two months after atomic bombs were dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Damn. In the essay, he described a state which was at once unconquerable and in a permanent state of Cold War with its neighbors. Mm. I was wondering, like, would it be specifically about Russia and the U.S.? but it wasn't even created in that context originally. That's interesting what it ended up, you know, meaning or being used to refer to. Uh, He wrote, or he continued rather, had the atomic bomb turned out to be something as cheap and easily manufactured as a bicycle or an alarm clock, it might well have plunged us back into barbarism. But it might, on the other hand, have meant the end of national sovereignty and of a highly centralized police state. If, as seems to be the case, it is a rare and costly object as difficult to produce as a battleship, is likelier to put an end to large-scale wars at the cost of prolonging indefinitely a peace that is no peace. Yeah. I mean, he was right. He got it. He was wrong. I mean, the line, a peace that is no peace, I feel like he was acknowledging that it is a bad thing. Like, it's being used to force, so like, quote-unquote, peace. But it's yeah, at n- the cost of... Yeah, no, he he got that part right, mm-hmm. but the part he didn't get was that it would be costly and expensive. They are. We're just willing to spend the money. Mm, good point. And a lot of countries are willing to spend the money. God, and we just keep spending the money. Seeing the graphs of how many, like, atomic bombs and, like, nukes, or et cetera, whatever. I don't know the difference between an atomic bomb and a nuke, but I think they're pretty much the same thing, more or less. Yeah, they're pretty much the same thing. Okay. Um like seeing the graph of how many the u.s has how many russia has and how many the rest of the world has is just insane because it totally outpaces the rest of the world when it would take 
like five percent of all of the nukes in the world to just totally destroy everything it's crazy to think we it's just so many we literally have no need to have that many but it's enough to destroy the earth like seven times over bummer fact number 11 (laughs) trying to get us back on track here putting all the nukes in the jar gonna shake the cheese ball jar up really quick oh my god oh my god no the nukes are going off in the cop jar (gasps) oh no good thing my jar is indestructible so fact number 11 you're really not gonna like george orwell now damn he ratted out Charlie Chaplin and other artists for allegedly being communists. Fuck this guy. He is not a mischievous boy. How fucking dare you bring him onto this show? He's an anti-communist. Of course, George Orwell self-identified as a democratic socialist. Oh, fuck you. But his sympathy did not extend to communists. In 1949, he compiled a list of artists he suspected of having communist leanings oh my God. and passed it along to his friend, Celia Paget who worked for UK's Information Research Department. He's a fucking narc. After the war ended, the branch was tasked with distributing anti-communist propaganda throughout Europe. Orwell's list included Charlie Chaplin and a few dozen other actors, writers, academics, and politicians. Other notable names that were written down in his notebook but weren't turned over to the IRD included Catherine Hepburn, John Steinbeck, George Bernard Shaw, Orson Welles, and Cecil Day-Lewis. The father of Daniel Day-Lewis. Wow. Fuck this guy. Fuck this guy. He, oh my god. Again, fucking centrist libs will always side with fucking fascists rather than people leaning more left than them. That is insane. People have different opinions on this, apparently. Elaborate. A journalist named Alexander Cockburn described Orwell as a snitch. Yeah. So that's one angle. Mm Mm-hmm. However, Orwell's biographer, Bernard Crick, wrote, He wasn't denouncing the people as subversives. He was denouncing them as unsuitable for counterintelligence operation. What does that mean? Unsuitable for counterintelligence operation? Unsuitable for working in the propaganda department. Oh. (laughs) But the problem is that he's still snitching. He's saying these people don't agree with your propaganda, so they wouldn't be good for this project. That's stupid. That's literally the same thing. And the biographer is just trying to frame it in a better way. Pretty much. That's fucking stupid. He was just trying to let them know who not to hire. Fuck you. That is so stupid. They did not need a list like that. So fact number 12, Mm -hmm. Orwell really hated American fashion magazines. Okay, just say you hate women and go. (laughs) Fuck this guy. Again. Don't know how many times I can say that, but I hate him. For a period of about a year and a half, Orwell penned a regular column called As I Please for the newspaper Tribune in which he shared his thoughts on everything from war to objective truth to literary criticism. One such column from 1946 featured a brutal takedown of American fashion magazines. Of the models appearing on their pages, he wrote, a thin-boned ancient Egyptian type of face seems to predominate. Narrow hips are general, and slender, non-prehensile hands like those of a lizard are quite universal. (laughs) Fuck. If he was trying to perhaps denounce toxic beauty standards fine but it sounds more like he was saying the women in the magazines are ugly to me personally and so that is why they're bad which is an insane thing to say he complained about the inane uh copy that accompanied the advertisements which okay where i feel like he's not getting mad at every commercial he sees though or every advertisement he sees he just got mad at the one for a fashion magazine 
And in the rest of the column, he went on to discuss traffic fatalities. All right, cool, dude. Fucking... <laughs> He's so annoying. Oh, cool, he wrote 1984. He wrote Animal Farm. Cool. There's better commie propaganda out there. Also anti-authoritarian dude you were sucking the cock and balls of the local authoritarians you were literally a cop you narked on the commies jump off a bridge my guy hate him sucks dick not mischievous just an asshole i'm about to start running this segment because you don't know how to pick real mischievous boys (laughs) when i said i wanted mischievous boys i said i love i said i wanted pirates and shit I said I wanted. I said I wanted cool guys, maybe criminals. And you said, "Oh, you mean you you want the worst people on the planet?" No, that's not what I said. You're gonna love the next fact. Oh my God, there's more. This is the last one. I promise. Damn. He nearly drowned while writing 1984. Oh no. Oh boo. Well, whatever would we have done? <laughs> Originally, 1984 was named the last man in Europe. Oh, interesting. It was published in 1949, just seven months before Orwell's death from tuberculosis. Oh, that's crazy. I also don't remember what 1984 is about. <sighs> A dystopian government is in power where the people are all surveilled by, by constant television screens. And you have to do what Big Brother says because Big Brother is the propaganda oh, thingy. Okay, it is the thing with Big Brother. Okay. Yeah, it's that one. Hmm. Doesn't the guy meet a girl or something and get attached? Yeah. I don't know what happens with them. I just know he does. Uh, she turns on him, narks him out. Of course. Which everybody narks each other out when they get faced with the Ministry of Love, which is where they torture you until you say you love the government. Fascinating. Huh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's wild that they had a little, that he had a little narc issue in his novel. That's crazy. God, fuck this weak-ass bitch. I hate this guy. I'm sorry. Shit, I thought I picked a really good mischievous boy for this one, He's but apparently... He's not mischievous. Uh, he is not one of us, Micah. A mischievous boy is somebody who we would enjoy having at a party. He had to, like... Like, a mischievous boy could do, like, cool crimes. Like, we talked about some pirates that were really good that I enjoyed. I really liked the pirates. Uh, I, I did enjoy Bonnie and Clyde. I did. I enjoyed um, the guy who stole the plane and didn't kill anybody and just fucked off into the woods in Oregon and disappeared. That's cool as hell. D.B. Cooper. D.B. Cooper, baby. Loved him. Super mischievous boy. I need you to get back to the spirit of the mischievous boys. I I, I will try to do better in the future. Thank you. If you're unsure, consult me. (laughs) Or I'll just bring another one on you that you end up hating. No. (laughs) You're tainting it. You're ruining the sanctity. Uh, the sanctity of the mischievous boys. The sanctity of the circle so, uh, of mischievous boys. I guess since uh, we've got enough material, this is the end. So, Stevie, where can people find you? You guys can find all my stuff over at steviebee.com. That's steviebee.com. Uh, I do streaming over on twitch.tv forward slash stevie underscore b. But if you don't want to type in that URL, that link is also on my website. So is the link to my TikTok. Uh, I'm hoping to start Twitch streaming again soon now that I am more settled in the new house. But hopefully once we get Wi-Fi tomorrow, assuming we get Wi-Fi tomorrow... Oh my fucking god, I literally don't know what I'm gonna do if we don't get Wi-Fi back tomorrow. Um, I should be able to Twitch stream again finally, which will be great, because I really, really love doing that. Uh, Micah, where can the good people find you? The good people can find my music over on Bandcamp.com at mxmaxwell1.bandcamp.com There was probably a less dense way you could have said that. 
There probably is, but at this point, I I don't care. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> we have a Tumblr. Listen to my music. Don't listen to my music. I whatever. It's good music. I, you do you. I highly recommend it. Also, Micah's old podcast. Very good shit. Very good stuff. Mr. Maxwell and Phineas Show. Listen to it. It's on podcast websites okay so we also have a tumblr blog um, which is gender swap podcast and you can submit mail over there you can send us asks anonymously if you want to or not anonymously i don't really give a fuck um and i also have all of the quizzes that we have ever taken listed on that website as well we also have a twitter that i don't use gender underscore swap underscore pod Oh shit, the Patreon. We haven't mentioned that we yet. Have Patreon. We also have Patreon. <laughs> Three dollars. I'm just, I'm just I'm just sitting here listening to everything you're saying, going, wow, Stevie's really covering all of it, just really just tearing into it today. Three dollars three dollars a month. Blanking. Three dollars a month. That's seventy five cents a week. I think I did the math right on that. I did. I'm a math god actually. Uh seventy five cents a week. You can get two hundred percent more gender swap. We put out episodes on the off weeks because we love you for giving us 75 cents a week. You know, it's a, it's a meager living, but somebody's got to make podcasts for the masses. But also, uh, we're running behind by a week now. Oh, fuck. Shit. Yeah, sorry, I died. So usually we're good about it, barring somebody getting COVID. Yeah, I died last week. My bad. I'm good now, though. I'm back. <laughs> things jesus christ said <laughs> anyway i'm good now i'm back sorry y'all <laughs> oh goodness so i think that just about covers us yeah so nothing left to say but uh bye, bye.